Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au. My name's Corey. As always, alongside me is Beretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for another Supercoach Elites podcast. Let's get things moving over to the third member of the team. Welcome to the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Beretta, mate. The Bombs Express is back. And uh, typically, we'd go through some sort of other routine here. But today, I'm going to shoot over to a fourth member of the podcast for this podcast. It's a bit of a special edition podcast. Welcome back, Smitty. Thanks for having me, boys. Nice to be on board again. I don't think I've done a podcast with all three of you. It's always just subbing when someone's missing. But uh, yeah, Corey, why don't you tell the followers where they can find us on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Facebook at Supercoach Elites. Also, all our articles, forums, and everything at www.supercoachelites.com. First time we've done a quad pod, boys. Um, you know, got followers here, pod. the quad pod. I like that. So, the quad. got um, a nickname. Yeah, oh, it'll uh, it'll be exciting, eventful, plenty to talk about. So it'll be good to get uh, everyone's opinion on the subjects. Look, let's kick it off where we normally start with the bubble boys. We got Color O'Riordan, uh, the Irish boy from the Swans, who's absolutely been dominating. Break even of negative eighty nine. Price is at one twenty three nine hundred mark. He's a defender only. Got an average of eighty two point five. Um, and to a lesser extent, we've got Morgan there as well. Same price, but with the break even of seventeen, just uh, that measly score of twenty last week against Pi. So I think the only real bubble boy is O'Riordan. Uh, the Irish boy, as I said before, anyone having a look at the downgrade this week? We'll start with you, Britta. Uh, not for me. And I think we're going to, as the season gets deeper and deeper, sound like a bit of a broken record where it's just you pick the player who is positionally most sound. If you need a forward off the bench, you get a forward, you get a, need a mid, you get a mid, you need a defender, get a defender. I read him would have been wonderful at the start of the season. But, uh, yeah, not to be. But, um, yeah, for those looking for a cheeky downgrade or maybe some cover for the outs like Hibbard, Webster, um, and yeah, all, all the other ones. Sicily, even to a lesser extent, should have been moved on last week. Yeah, Aridan is the pick of the bunch. Bobs? Well, I certainly agree with uh, with Britta and everything he's just said there. i got nothing more to add, mate. And Schmidty, you were talking before. Were you haven't actually having a look at this? Oh, yeah. Like Brett said, though, it would probably just be if I was, you know, which position I needed one in. Um, but yeah, if, if I did go down there, he would be... D7 and not really doing a lot. It would just be more for the cash. So, yeah, probably not. But, you know, we'll see what happens on he's, Thursday night when they take teams. He's one that I don't mind too because he's playing some great footy and I think he may even be able to keep his spot um, moving forward. They do like finding an Irish gem down there. One that uh, that did get quite a rap in the Around the Grounds segment too. So, uh, big fan of the young lad. But don't forget, unless you super have to up downgrade this week, we've got Lionheart that... Uh, that dropped a nice 92 for Port Adelaide uh, on debut last week as well, and he's also 123k, 900 defender um, that's there. So you can also wait the week. Um, we'd avoid Morgan in any other lines, boys. I mean, with a downgrade option, is it almost a good idea to, to pick up a 102k player in the other lines, especially if you've got the full 8 or 10 players there? Is the option of a 102k defender for that extra 20k cash and right idea now, uh, Bombs? Now, ideally, it's not probably worth it unless you've got someone that's incredibly secure at uh, D number seven there. So, yeah, unless that 20 grand is going to get you an, a really, really significant upgrade, which it's unlikely to do, I wouldn't bother with it and I'd go pick O'Riordan. 
what if you had to get another player in a different line? You had to get him this week. Would you go to the 102k player? That's the same story. The only line I'd be comfortable doing that in would be the midfield, uh, and that's because we run three deep in terms of rookies in the midfield. So if you've got two playing on your bench or relatively secure in their job, then I don't mind the third one being a 102k. And obviously the ruck, I don't mind being a 102k either. But the chances are you've already got a 102k sitting there. Any rebuttals from anyone else? Not from me. Uh, and I just to add on to that, if you are going to do that, probably pick Jake Brown from Sydney or Patrick Wilson from Adelaide because they've got that mid-forward swing. It's just another little bonus with your 102k player. Is it and someone who is half a chance. Yeah, Wilson's 105. If that 3k makes a difference, yeah. Wilson's half, half a chance, chance yeah, yeah, to get a game, yeah. We need to cross our fingers and hope that uh, he can somehow not find his way into the team. Um, perfect segue into Round the Grounds. I'm not going to go through in in great depth again, just because we do have the weekly article. Um, Wilson was solid again for Adelaide, so we've got to hope he gets there. Some of the key notes probably to touch on. Um, anyone with Timmy Smith down at uh, Melbourne, he had a good game, 21. Uh, didn't really kick a goal, but uh, had stints in the ruck as well. Um, four inside 50s, uh, two rebound 50s there for him. A big one for you boys here. So it was Frankston um, got smashed by North Melbourne on the on the weekend. Does anyone remember Lewis Pierce from St Kilda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, the, the Ruckman guy. Yeah, yeah, so he's down at Frankston now um, and beat, actually beat Pruce. He's on Oh, yeah. In, in hitouts on the weekend. So Is he the one who's playing for a different second yeah, team? Yeah, so he's on yeah. St Kilda's list as a rookie, but playing... F- at Frankston, just obviously because of ruck depth. And he beat, um, yeah, Big Prusy. Probably the first time in a long time that Prusy has been defeated by any ruckman in the Magoos. So I thought that was a, a, a bit of an interesting stat there. Any Carlton fans around? Um, LeBoyce went off injured right at the start of the game. He was uh, Kimmy LeBoyce. He wasn't too far away from a debut. Uh, Richmond fans, uh, Sandringham, uh, Richmond go back to the top of the ladder this week. Uh, big one to watch out for was uh, Young Naish, um, who played super well, and Freeman, who actually had another 30, but it was uh, said yesterday by Richardson that he's probably going to need another week off, which is surprising. So uh, I thought that maybe he'd get a big call up. Um, Pies fans, great news, Smith, Elliott, Fasolo, Aish, um, all getting back in there, and uh, little uh, Blairy as well, back into the team, playing some good football. So I think Elliot will probably get another week in the twos, but we wouldn't be surprised if you've seen someone like for Solo get a call up and uh, back into the team. Uh, oh, Footscray, Timmy English played pretty well. Um, nothing to take over there. Casey beat Geelong by three in a close encounter there, so a reverse of the fixture that happened in the AFL last week. Um, Charlie Constable, again, absolutely dominated. Um, Big Smith and Abbott had 50... Smith had 51 hitouts. Abbott had 47. So some uh, crazy, crazy ruck stats there for, for those ones. I think one of the best and probably biggest games of the round happened in the NEFL where Sydney got defeated by Gold Coast, but some of the stats out of this game were just crazy. Jordan Dawson from the Sydney Swans, he had 29 disposals, 3 goals, 23 tackles and 9 marks. That was for a 216 point uh, fantasy game. Um, Big Blair, who got the opportunity to ruck after Cameron had the call-up, had 60 hit-outs. And then for Gold Coast, we had Barlow with 50 disposals, Fiorini with 42 disposals and two goals, two 13 tackles, 
And Jacob Dawson also had 42 disposals as well. So I don't know what the hell was happening in that game, but there wasn't much defense played. That's safe to say, probably there. Um, <laughs> Brisbane and the Giants had a draw, which was a good one. Interesting fact, 99 apiece. Um, and as I said in the sample, uh, it was great to have Brody Smith back out on the park. He had his return game. Uh, Paddy Wilson played well too. Uh, father, son, uh, young Jarman. Benny Jarman, he had uh, three goals and nine disposals. Uh, for Port, Tumpus was the standout there. Nothing really to take out of the West Coast uh, team. That's... It was actually a pretty crap game. That was Claremont 49 defeated West Coast. Oh, East Perth 25. Um, and Peel Thunder got the win over South Fremantle. And Mitchie Croden, he went and put on a great display on the weekend. He had 27 and 9 tackles. Uh, big Stradaka from last year. He had 46 hitouts. Um, so, obviously, in that pecking order of rucks down at the Fremantle Dockers, but who knows? He could eventually get his way into a team in the future. And Harley Bennell, he had 22 disposals, and he continues to just slowly kick on there. So, that was uh, quick, but not so quick, around the grounds catch-up. Um, and for more in-depth and 2019 players to look out for, jump on our website in the articles section, around the grounds, um, and that, yeah, future players to look out for, um, and results from the weekend. So that's around the grounds. Nice. Thanks, Corey. And let's kind of hope that some of these um, players who haven't debuted don't debut, so that way it makes next year that little bit easier for us. Uh, it's going to be good. It'll make it... Uh, I love doing this segment weekly because it is almost like study for next year. Um, and yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make writing articles in the preseason for ones to watch out for to debut just that much easier. Must say, boys, I love it weekly when someone gives me a comment after I wrap up the Around the Grounds. gives me 30 seconds to breathe as well. So I yeah. that. <laughs> That's okay, mate. That's all right. You do need I to love- catch your breath. I love the segue of, look, I'm not going to go into it in depth, and that was it <laughs> 45 minutes ago, and we've just finished it now. So good work, Corey. Very proud of you. Very happy with your work. Probably the first week in a while since uh, actually putting the article out there that I have given it a bit of a wrap. But there, look, there was a lot to take out of this weekend's uh, um, Magoo's conversation. So, yeah, there, there, was, uh, there actually was a bit to talk about. Now, who is ready for some uh, Who Am I? Always. Jolly's involved now. This could add an extra dimension to the... Uh, yeah, the don't worry, mate. I'm no good. Well, I might give you... <laughs> I've, got, I've got two out of, like, 46 this year, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> that's probably two more than bots, anyway. <laughs> oh, 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 that's a bit stupid. <laughs> All right, everybody's ready? I am priced between 400 and 500k. I've had nine scores over 100 this year three of them being 120 plus. I've had one score sub 77. The four out of five teams that I have on the run home are in the top eight. I'm a DPP. In my last eight games, I've had six scores over 100. I'm owned in over 30% of teams. Who am I? Oh. Well, let me tell you, the, the over 30% of teams has absolutely thrown me because we're never looking for someone who's so popular. Yeah, yeah. until you said that, I was going to say Tom McDonald from Melbourne. That's, yeah, that was going to be mine too. DPP, big scores, got knocked out once. Wasn't Tom McDonald. Okay, so I'm out. Joel, you're alive. I took Ooh, Tom, so. All right. Wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be old mate that uh, Bomfer started tooting his horn last week and went massive, Tommy Hawkins. Not Tommy Hawkins. Wouldn't be him. I've got a I've got a sense 
I know what's going on here, oh, but I don't no. think he scored this many tons. But could it be West Off? It's not West Off. Can't believe Brett didn't get it. I'm a little bit disappointed. It was Devin Smith. Oh, wow. How's those numbers, boys? How's those numbers? There you go, Brett. That's how badly I'm struggling. I guess Tom Hawkins, he's not even DPP. I thought Tom Hawkins was a forward midfielder. Doesn't he have the aerobic capacity that goes through the roof? Hey, he rucks in the forward line. He should be forward rock. Come on. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about Devin Smith this week because I feel, other than Brett, I don't feel like we've given him enough love this year. Um, he's just flown under the radar because he is owned in, in such a high percentage of teams. I think Devin Smith now, compared to Devin Smith earlier in the season, two are almost not two different players, but just I think he's gone up a gear as the season's gone on. Tackling machine, uses the ball well, normally will go snag a goal. Is Devin Smith... If you don't own him, is he a player that you should be looking to finish off a forward line with, if, say, it's not finished, or, you know, look to upgrade one of those uh, rubbish players to a Devin Smith? Is it time we give Dev some more love, Bombs? Yeah, certainly. Uh, look, I mean, I don't ever think Devin Smith's been a bad pick, but I don't think he's always been the best pick either. But then you reflect on his numbers and the fact he hasn't missed the game and He's had, you know, one score below 77 is um, is pretty tremendous. And, look, I think what people will like and what they'll get excited about is, you know, when you said before, you know, the three scores above um, 120, um, but they have also all come since around 10 as well, which is which is pretty handy. And since around 10, he's only gone sub 100 two times. So he's in, he's in a good patch of form. Um, and I know we, we probably don't give him enough credit because we like to see Devin Smith do shit because of the purposes of the uh, the old <laughs> the old challenge we got running here and we just want to see him knock out 80s and 50s and all this sort of stuff. But, look, certainly he's, he's an option to, to complete your forward line. He's, he's just as good as the, the all the other players we spoke about last week in terms of completing your forward line. And, look, on reflection of numbers, he's certainly better than players like Lance Franklin. Bretta, does that tough run home... Should that scare people away, or is Dev just the the uh, almost like that that role player of Essendon where it's not going to affect him at all just because of the position he plays? Yeah, completely think he's it's not going to affect him. The games that will affect him <clears throat> more are the dead games where he gets tagged. He doesn't have to work hard to get the ball. Where these ones, he'll just he'll pressure, he'll tackle. But what I am worried about is the fact that um, well, Bompers said nice things about Devin Smith and talked him up. Now, whenever Bomfer goes with the early crow, it usually goes horribly wrong. So, this one's I'm probably a little worried. Yeah, it's finals. It's coming up. I need Dev to keep going. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time I didn't need Dev to drop off, it would be right now. But yeah, I think he's also mastered his craft. Like, early days, was he really was his first time playing full-time midfield, and he was working just as hard and, and giving everything. And now he's got those little... He's finding those little 15-meter, 20-meter chips to himself, getting an extra two or three of those, knows where to run to, knows patterns, knows where people are going to be, knows how to tackle properly now, like in the contest where it's not just chasing down people now. So he's going to get you 10 tackles almost every week, and he's going to get you 20 touches and maybe a goal. So it's 90-plus almost every week from here on out, hopefully. Uh, that almost was leading to this last question I was going to ask. Smitty, is the reason you think that he has become almost a better player in the second half of, you know, obviously the early season now. Is it because he's had time to adapt to his team? Um, and if there was any time he was going to be able to average 100-plus onwards, is it now? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, I do think probably since the start of the season, it's it's obvious, and in his scores as well, that he's settled in a little bit more. And, um, 
yeah, they probably know now what they're going to get from him. Whereas early days, like you know, it was only really what what they uh, did in terms of um, preparation for GWS games when they kind of started to see how he was. And you know, I, don't, I wouldn't imagine other opposition players really spend a whole heap of time like focusing on one or two players. Obviously, they know when they're coming up against someone who you know who's dangerous and all that sort of stuff. But now, now that he's a teammate of theirs, they're probably becoming. Yeah, obviously they've just gelled together more and and started to understand exactly what the, what he's going to give them and and what works best for him in terms of what everyone else can do to help him play his best footy. So, reckon one of the more underrated points uh, in terms of uh, Devon's rise here is that since Merritt has been in absolute beast mode, uh, so has Dev Smith. If you if you take a look at if you take a, and any chance to talk about merit, I'll take right. But <laughs> if you have a look at how good merit's been as well over the last, you know, eight or so weeks, or if you look at from around uh, round ten, that I think with merit's increased output, then there becomes an increased output in terms of Essendon's performance, um, and that has a flow-on effect to other other midfielders um, as well. And Zaharakis back this week as well will only benefit, I think. Uh, Players like Devin Smith now, who will have the opportunity to to get for hopefully find a little bit more ball and, and produce I don't, th- I don't think we've ever had a more Bonfer answer to a question. So Corey leads with it. With, How good's Devin Smith been? <laughs> Bonfer's answer. Yeah, well, if you look at Zach Merritt, um, he's really made everyone around him better. He's really made Dev better and everyone around hey, him better. So, yeah, tell Zach me I'm wrong. Though. Tell hey, me I'm right. wrong. You're right, but you set that up nicely for me to have a pot shot. I'm not going to let a pot shot go. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. and look, I I think now I think Dev's certainly a, a great pick. I'm I'm very fascinated to come season's end and just have a have a look at who ends up finishing top six. I mean, I remember if we recall all the way to the start of the season, we were almost that confident on the forward line of how it was going to almost you know structure around at the season's end. Um, and I think it's just been it, it's been one of the hardest lines to predict out of all of them. So well, I very confident in probably four players at the start of the year. We're very confident in Billings who didn't make it, Toby Green who hasn't made it, Buddy who hasn't made it, and yeah. probably the only one that did is Heaney. But Heaney's had a little bit of a tail off in the in the past few weeks, and he's now just barely got his average uh, still above a hundred. So that were probably the players we we're confident on, yeah. and probably only one of them has the right to actually be top six. Dev so... Smith, I was confident on Dev Smith. He's going to be there. Just shows us at the end of the start of next year, just pick players that we're not confident on. Yeah, yeah. great, great takeaway. I'm picking the goalie. I'm picking the goalie. I don't care how confident you are anymore. Nah, this is Matt Crouch all over again. Brett said, so "Just shut up." Nah. <laughs> Tom Lynch playing full forward. That could have hurt the goalie next year. <laughs> That'll take the well, six goals off him again. Maybe it has a positive effect. Yeah. Oh, well, I won't say no to that. <laughs> yeah, to go, he's only going to win Coleman when he kicks 80 instead of 100. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, uh, I had to go with who am I before we went for the Chucky Milk Challenge because I didn't want to put any, oh, it's not the Chucky Milk Challenge, is it? It's the the food challenge, the Misty Diner Challenge, oh, I should call it. No, so, it is the Chucky Milk yeah, Challenge. Yeah, the Misty Diner Challenge. Um, so yeah. I didn't want to just put some ideas in your head, Bomb. So can you run us through the Misty Diner Challenge, please? Well, I will, of course. So what we've got here, so the, the, the folks down at Misty's Diners down in Reservoir, they have agreed to host a uh, post-Supercoach uh, post season, a uh, bit of like an event, uh, our challenge here. What we're going to do is, so the, the person who loses this challenge has one out of two options, and we're going to put that to the community. They either eat, need to eat a mountain of food or they've got to have the incredibly spicy Carolina Reaper chili 
kind of wins or whatever they do down there to to make it up. Um, look, long story short, I took Jake Lloyd, who with 103 on the weekend has an average of 108.41. Uh, now, this is where it gets interesting. Corey, who, look, in fairness, I would have punished him for Sicily being injured so frequently and all this sort of stuff, and now having the last six weeks off. But there was an agreement we had here where he could take Jordan Degoe. Now, Degoe's come out and scored 147. So after we do all the maths, Sicily's average is now 10846 and so he sits in first spot. And uh, poor old Devin Smith, who we just spoke about and said how good his year's been. And, and Brett's going to have to feel incredibly stiff about this. But um, he only sits after 122 on the weekend on 96.9. So, um, Brett, you've still got uh, 12 points per game to make up from here. Uh, probably in the last, what have we got, five weeks left to Supercoach and Gloom Finals? So you've only got five weeks left to make up 12 points a game on Lloyd. Um, and, how do you feel about it? I mean, do you feel confident at all? Well, look, if anyone was going to sink me, it was going to be Degoe. Um, he's a stud. And the fact that he scored 147 is no surprise. So I think my last hope is Dev Smith chasing down Jake Lloyd. I'm just hoping that Supercoach switches off the bias for Jake Lloyd, getting his cheap oh. kicks out the back, doing nothing. And, uh, yeah, no, his yeah. meters gained and, you know, defended 50 rebounds and all this sort of stuff here. Score involvements, no, you're right. Yeah, uh, well, when he's marking it on the, the goal line from a kick across goal, it's kind of hard not to go forward, Bonfar. So, of course, he's going to have a few metres gained. That's just that's just smart play, is it not? The switch man. Maybe you should invest in a few more switch man. In your yeah, team. I hope Lear Lear is going to take his, <laughs> take his spot. He's a better ball user, uh, more athletic. Lear Lear is a good player. He's been good as. Next not year. a good super coacher. 2019. Good, good so, look, I think, I think the community... Well, if we put this to a vote, they probably would have wanted Breda, Breda to do the challenge. They probably wanted him to lose, in fairness. I mean, Boy. not many people would have voted for me and Corey to lose because <laughs> people liked like your performance last year, the Chucky Milk Challenge, you know. They thought, you know, we had such a big build-up to it and you let them all down. So they thought, well, you know what? Breda actually deserves to go again here. So let's hope you do go again. Let's hope you actually make it through it. And uh, I'm quite confident that the community will choose the, uh, the Sporcy Carolina Reaper. Any rebuttal? I just want to know if Brett's going to be doing the challenge in another heap stinking bodysuit. Oh, I think we can get on to our mates at heap stinking for that. <laughs> so that'll be yeah, good. Yeah, well, but does Brett not <laughs> still own the, the, the previous heap stinking one that was used? It wasn't yeah. a rental, I believe. No, he does still own it. So, um, look, we'll, we'll definitely set something on that. Might have someone else who's got something to better off. Could get Brett in the Borat Mankini or something. <laughs> well, we could. If we just send sight. a few emails down to the, the, to the uh, Kazakhstan... Uh, uh, political parties down there that are involved, <laughs> we might be able to sort something out. That's uh, that's all good. I um I do just want to touch on um our old mates at uh, exoticlimo.com.au who do absolutely amazing cars. I, I may suggest limos. You know the works with the Bumblebee one we we went in at the start of the year was absolutely amazing. Um, I do want to give them a shout out, and especially if you are looking at booking anything. Definitely mention that you heard their name on the Supercoach Elite's page. Um, big shout out to mates uh, Natty G who are getting married next year. Booked their limo on the weekend through uh, the Exotic Limo guys. And, mate, did they look after them or what? They've uh, given them a, a great price, a special deal, because they are avid listeners of the podcast. Um, yeah, and I just can't speak highly enough for the guys down there. For everything they've done all year, helping us out, giving us limos as challenges, and then looking after the community when they have booked some limos. So it's been absolutely great. Bombs, have you booked yours yet? 
Well, let me tell you, I've, I've been in touch with the Exotic Limos and we kind of ended a conversation, but I do have to re, retouch base with them. Uh, you know, just, just I've been a little bit busy myself, so I've been a bit slack on this sort of stuff. But most certainly I will be booking uh, myself through Exotic Limos because I myself will be getting married uh, at some point next year as well. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be hitting them up. And, and well, look, you know what? We, we had the, we had the uh, what was it, the Bumblebee? Wasn't yep. the, the big yellow transformer car? And mate, we had an absolute ball in there, didn't we? And you know what? I couldn't think of uh, any way better to, or, or any company better, to be honest, to to celebrate on the day. The driver was flipping awesome, man. What was an air? Was an air character? Just provided a whole other element as well. So not only do you get these beautiful looking cars and a few looks from a few uh, people on the way through, mind you, as well. Um, but also, I mean, the driver just adds a whole other element to the whole day as well. So I can't wait to, to finalise some sort of booking through them for, for next year. Yep, just an excellent, very, very, very well-run company. Um, and it's been a pleasure having them on board for the 2018 season as well. So uh, that's some great news there. All right, boys, let's get in some, some, into some topics. Um, a fair few have traded in Jordan Dugowie this week. Uh, and I just want to have a chat about him. Is it a trap? These are his last, what, seven scores. 147, 73, 117, 64, 88, 139. Coming up to finals, if you are looking at Jordan Dugowie, should you be seriously worried? We'll go this time with you, Schmitty. Yeah, um, I actually think uh, after the Gold Coast game, I believe I was on the podcast with you boys and Brett was not here. And I I said I didn't get the hype at the time. Uh, I, I get the I get the hype because he's a he's a talent and he's a bull and he and he's going to be a player in future years. But um, I don't know. I still just yeah. I, yeah, it's risk versus reward to pick in terms of super coach relevance. You know, you've just read out his last five scores or six scores or whatever, and he's going to bang out one forties or one thirties or whatever. And there's every chance he's going to back it up with a 60, which is almost a bit Buddy Franklin-esque, really. So, you know, you can probably afford to carry one or two of those guys. And, you know, he's probably going to be a pot in most teams. And he could either win you a game or lose you a game. So, yeah, that's where I see it at. Bombs? Well, that's right. He can either win you or lose you a game. Now, my concern here is that, so we know that he's been like this, well, pretty much to his career, but for the most part of this season as well, right? Now, a few of the teams I've got a little bit of concern about who he comes up against in the back here. They got Richmond this week, who he scored forty-seven on um, on the, the last occasion, or, or this year when they played him this year. They played the Brisbane Lions earlier this year, where he went one twenty. Um, now, prelim final, grand final weeks, they've got Port Adelaide, who, well, if we look at, it, he's played four career games for a high score of seventy-five, and and that's one of the lowest. Well, it is the lowest team um, of any team he's, he's, he's played in terms of average, right? And then Fremantle in the last week, who he's only scored 63 on this year. So I got some concern around potentially what could happen uh, in prelim final, grand final week, given the erratic nature of his scores. So is that almost a pass for you? Well, I'd prefer someone that's a lot more consistent, um, and particularly if it's going to cost me in grand final week. I think if... If, you know, they had fixtures of, say, Carlton in round 23 or, you know, a team who he's performed against this year, you know, even, even Gold Coast. But in saying that, I mean, he only scored 60 on Gold Coast this year. But if he had something where, um, you know, it was a more desirable fixture in, in prelim grand final week, then I'd be more inclined to make the pick because of his erratic nature. You want to make sure that he's on ups or is more likely to be on an up in those last few weeks than he is to be on a down. 
Breda, do I even ask you? Or? Oh, look, he is my favourite player in the entire competition, so I'm going to be going to try and keep it sensible. But um, I think it's a nice pick, and do hear me out, because if you look at everybody's F6, like you guys, when you say all this stuff, you're comparing him to the elites. You're looking at Heaney, you're looking at McLean, you're looking at Westhoff. They're going to get uh, their 100 every week, and everybody has them. So you, you remove them from the equation. Once you compare him against the ones, I think everyone is running an F6 Maybe something like a, a Walters or a Franklin, a Fritch. But, uh, there's a, probably a couple Billings. names out there, but they're Billings, yeah. So I think everyone's running one of those four. And I think if you compared to Goey to those four, um, Walters is dropping 60s and then he's going 110, same as to Goey. Franklin's doing the exact same thing. Fritch is just going 75, 80 every single week. Billings, we're still not completely sold on Billings. I'm not, don't know if you guys are, but. I think to go he matched up against those four is more than holding his own, and I think he's got as much upside as any of them. See, but all those players you mentioned already are owned by high percentage of teams, as well as you know your Heaney, Westhoff, McLeans, that sort of stuff. So for me, where you're comparing him to, you're comparing him versus maybe bringing in a Devon Smith versus maybe now you you want Bonford to plug himself. Potentially bringing in a Tom Hawkins. Shut up. Dev Smith's in... He's, he's above the goey. I'll, I'll pay you that because Dev Smith's just probably the and most about consistent Hawkins? forward. See, well, the Hawkins, you just don't know. He's a key forward. What if he drops off? But he hasn't the entire year. I know. I know. That's fair. And, and then but he has gone happened. 57, 56, 70, 77. He's got some scores like that in there. I know he's had three weeks in a row, but the goey's had monster scores the last four weeks. Yeah. But look at Hawkins from round six onwards. From round six to now, it's a low score of 77. Yeah, I, I understand that. But he, I still, mean, he still has those 50s. Yeah, Dev's done that in the, the past four weeks. Like, he's gone 120, 120, 120, 120, whatever oh, it is. That, and, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. I think Devin Hawkins, if you're looking for your last spot, are ahead of Tagoli. Yeah, well, so your top four then. That's the four most consistent. They're easy. But, like, the, the names I threw out, which almost everybody seems they to have, have them, one though, or two. But, yeah, yeah, but I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, that's, if you don't have them and you're comparing, you'll want to bring in a guy around that sort of, yeah, F6, like... Dugowie, Walters, Franklin, like your options are pretty scarce. If they're the options remaining, if you've nailed the rest of your forward line, I'd rather take Dugowie than the others. Bombs, if money's not an issue... Sorry, sorry, Smitty. Go, go. go. No, I wasn't saying anything. That was Bombs. That was Bombs. I was going to say, the other person in the conversation, I think it's going to be Tom McDonald, who's been a bit of a forgotten man since that rib injury. Money not an issue, though. Are you going Tom Hawkins? If, If I had the pick of bringing in one forward and I could get rid of any one of my forwards, I'd be bringing in Tom Hawkins without a doubt. You're not sold on that, Brett. I don't mind it. I think Hawkins is a nice pick, but again, there's the risk of the tail off. I don't think he's a clear better option than Dugowie. I do. The numbers suggest Schmitty. that as well, I think. Yeah, I, I probably do think he is a clear better option than Dugowie just because of his consistency and he's still, yeah, I don't know, he's still his high scores as well, but... I don't know, it's hard to say. An extra an extra 80k for Hawkins as opposed to Dugowie. I don't know, it's a tough call to make can or I, break you. Can I chuck a bit of a spatter in the works? Um, Westhoff, McDonald, Hawkins, Dev. Poor, you know what? Let's even chuck Jack Darling in there since coming back. So does, do you need to write that down? Are you right? Westhoff, McDonald, last, Hawkins, me. Darling. Um, who was the other one I said Dev Dev how are we going how are we going with those five from here I'd on have, in yeah so, so West off at one I'd have Hawkins at two um, Dev at three um, 
well, uh, to be honest, I'm not aware of what Darling's done since back, but I would I would say McDonald then Darling. Is it just going to be a consensus, Darling, last year? I only threw it up just because it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I think so. Smitty? So let's just scrap that. Um, we'll just go one, two, three, four. One. Uh, yeah, we'll see. This This is where I find it hard because I'm currently deliberating still who to trade Sicily out for. And if I knew, I would have already done it. So I don't know. Mm. Um, I'm probably... Uh, for me, personally, I'm probably leaning towards McDonald's one purely because I'm going to make 60k out of doing it. So McDonald won. That one. Holy crap. Yeah, only only purely because of the price. I don't really think Actually, you know what? No, Hawkins at one. I think he's probably the most capable of score of averaging the highest and then I'd go Hoff and then McDonald and then Dev. There's yeah. 20k between Hoff and McDonald, but I think there's a there's a mile between how much better Hoff is than McDonald. We we are all going to be so different. Mine is Dev, yeah. Hoff, um, Hawkins, McDonald. That's the same four I've got. Yeah. Exactly the same. Yeah. I just I think I think Dev has that midfield run. I think I think we we all ignore that. And I think that's why I had Hoff second too because he is so flexible, can play every position. Um, not only you know most of these DPPs. The uh, Tom McDonald one I like if you can get a forward defender in the opposite line. So like when upgrading and downgrading, if you're doing a double trade, even a non-playing forward defender, I like that because then you have more flexibility moving forward for coverage and everything. Um, but if it's pure points, I, I just think Dev back into the season here on in is just an absolute... I think he's going to be really, really well. Uh, great. I didn't give Dev enough credit at the start of the year. I think he's been superstar. I think, yeah, so I for think me, Dev, to be fair, has only really earned his credit in the last... The last no, two Month. months is probably where he's earned it. Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. early on it was 80s, 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 yeah. and we didn't know how the four line was going to shape. And yeah, now I think now he's earned his credit. Just weekly, I'm, I'm just confident Dev's going to score between 100 to 120. I'd say 90 to 120 because he does have that. Those games where he just doesn't quite hit targets, butchers it a bit, and despite his big numbers, just drops 85, 90. I'm surprised I haven't actually given him more consideration purely because I've been coming up against him every week because I don't have him. Well, I think he's a beast. And I've just been actually a beast. I think he's owned in too many teams that he just actually gets overlooked by the 70% who don't own him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I overlook him because, to be honest, I just completely hate Brett. (laughs) 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 Actually, you know what? McDonald's above Devin Smith now. And so is Darwin. That's why, and that is why you are trash at Supercoach. Well, that's why I'm outscoring you every flipping week for the last month. Uh, here we go. I go to stupid things like Captain Gorn instead of Teachers 200. Well, you know what? If you can't tow the company line and follow my article that I put out there weekly, then you know what? You deserve that. Tow the, tow the company line. <laughs> <laughs> I am the company. You're about to get sacked, Brett. You're sacked. <laughs> That's uh, that's almost best call of the year, I reckon. <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> Tow the company on. Um, another another man that I have to actually ask is time that we give him a little bit more credit is down the other end of the field, and that's uh, Alex Witherden from the Brisbane Lions. Dropped 130 on the weekend. Second year player. Um, is he now? Should we start con- considering him or? Oh. As a what final did I say last week, two weeks ago, I said he was an option. 
and I was shut down, was I not? Probably by Brett. Yeah, yeah I, mean. I certainly was. He he just gets the ball. And you know what I can't believe? The fact that this guy is not higher up in the conversation in terms of the rising star. He's second. No, nah, I disagree. I think he's right up there. Well, you know, I, I do not hear any talk about That's him. That's because you're too busy listening to your own ego. Well, yeah. All I hear is Dodie. All I hear is Stevenson, like it. Like the four guys. Well, Cam Paulson is not winning the Rising Star, you've got to stop. <laughs> well, well, Brett, he can't because he was nominated last year. Brett. So you oh, then you got to stop. So you got to stop with this Brennan little program. Was nominated last year as well, Bomb. So that's a yeah. incorrect yeah. statement. What can you be nominated to? In a row? Well, that's news to me. Of course you can, as long as you play. Yeah, as right, there's right, a, there's a threshold right. of games have to be played within a year. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it's that ten. is very very interesting because I'd like to check that out. Maybe that's why we don't hear much about it. Is he nominated this year with it? Yeah. Like round 11 Well, this is very interesting. Does this guy watch footy? I thought you cannot be nominated two years in a row. I'm incredibly intrigued by that. Well, Stop the well, first well, well. you got wrong on the podcast, but for one of the last. <laughs> well, Brett, you know what? When I get things wrong, it's not super coach related, so I think we can all agree on that. Anyways, uh, no, no, he does need to be in consideration. At his price point, I still think I like other, other names better because he is a second-year player, but ultimately... It's not the worst thing you can do to your team. Uh, let's go. Last six round scores. 117, 64, 86, and then the 3, 105, 94, 131. 32 disposals on the weekend was super. Yeah, I just think... I think at his price, he's one that could be in consideration, that he's one that could be a bit of a point of difference. In saying that, I do much prefer... There's others that I do prefer. I still like Brayshaw. Um, Hearn is still up there. Um, if you're looking at rounding off those positions, I, I think the blatantly obvious ones are Yo and Lloyd and, and, and all that we talk about week to week. Is Crisp now a serious worry with Murray in that side? Well, it's no. interesting that, he, that he's come back. And if you have a look at Crisp's scores um, towards the start of the year, and what, what did Murray play, say the first seven, yep. thereabouts? And you have a look at Crisp's scores in the first seven. He turned up once. And... Look, I'd be interested to know when Murray actually left the team, how many games Murray actually played, because if Murray actually didn't play from round eight onwards, that's when kind of Chris went next level and Murray's come back potentially and now he's only on you know, back in the 60s. So Murray, is it, Murray is, played the first nine. First nine. First nine, okay, right. So, look, is it... So then he's scored... He's turned three, three out of nine. Is that right then, Chris? Um, yeah. yeah, so he's turned three out of nine and... Look, would I be concerned about that? I think you'd rather the ball in Crisp's hands. As well. I know Murray's got that, you know, run and dash about him, but I mean, you know, if you're kicking it to one player, surely you're kicking it to Crisp over Murray. I would have thought. Uh, look, it, it could just be a blemish. I mean, everyone, uh, and you know, it's not the first time he scored sixty this year as well, Crisp. But I think everyone who you're kind of looking at in defence ha- has the potential to have a bad game. We, we've seen it from Yo. We've seen it from Simpson. We probably haven't seen it from Lloyd and Lair, to be to be fair. But, I mean, everyone else that you're kind of picking, yeah, they surely are capable of doing this, but um, I'm not worried yet. I I think there's concern, and I think the concern is from the sample size of data. We've only got one week of data. There was a lot of Murray off that flank, which had been crisp over the last month or two. So there was that dash of Murray and that take on the game. The one thing that really concerned me too was the fact that Murray went at 80% by foot. 
that scares that the won't shit happen out every me. week though. Because that that's where Crisp was always so good. He was so clean, and Murray got dropped purely because yeah, he could run and take plays on, but he wasn't hitting targets. So look, it'll fluctuate. Um, it is only one week of uh, of data, so. I don't think you can be irrational and get him out now. You've got you've got a week to look at it. Um, uh, Smitty, you're a, you're a Collingwood bias one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, I missed the game on the weekend. Just saw the highlights, but I don't know. I don't I don't think we can say it's only one week because Crisp and Murray have played ten games in the same side, and Crisp's only turned up three times. So I don't know. Like obviously, Murray coming back this week for the first time in about nine or ten weeks. Um, might only look like, oh, okay, you know, oh, we should be worried a bit, or should we be worried about this? But, I, yeah, I think the first nine weeks does still speak a little bit of volume about how Chris might go with Murray around. Yep. Anything else to add, anyone? No. Nope. No. Anyone that's got Hibbard, news come out, like, that decided to hold Hibbard, that he won't be back until round 21. So it has to go. Uh, look, yep. money, I think, is it probably most common sense that Hib goes to a Witherden or someone unless you can afford to go all the way up. Uh, 362, so there's going to be some teams that are finding it hard to upgrade him. Well, that's that would probably be the only way I would advocate Witherden. Like, I like the kid, but yeah, if you, if you had to do a Hibber to him because you can't get all the way up to someone else, then then yeah, but yeah, maybe not. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. It's going to be yeah, tough there's, there's not much available. Yeah, you got to hope that if you've got him, you got a bit of cash, or you got two trades to use because you definitely need to go up. Um, if you're going up to anyone, let's take you know Yo Lloyd uh, Led out of the equation. Who's always the fourth one that we always talk about? Simpson. Simpson, Simpson. obviously. Uh, let's take them out of the equation. You going to anyone? Who are you going to, Smitty? Um. Well, last week I went to Chris, but now Murray back, so I'll maybe steer clear, having a quick look. It has um, to be Hearn or Brayshaw, and for me it's Hearn. Yeah. T-Mac? Uh, I would, uh, yeah, I would go T-Mac in the back. But I like Brayshaw. I nearly got him last week, so I would probably go Brayshaw ahead of Hearn, personally. Moms? Yeah, Hearn. I'd go Hearn. Breda? Michael Hurley. Still Hurley ahead of Hearn and Brayshaw. Yep. He's obsessed with Hurley. I'm not no, sure what it is. Neither do I. Really good. Don't worry. Just ignore this guy. Um, mine would be Hearn too because I went Hearn over Brayshaw last week. I was very close. I was adamant all week that I was going Brayshaw as well. And then like making the trade, I just went Hearn. Well, what about this player you spoke about last week called Jeremy McGovern who you said had then just rolled off against the Pies the week before and had scored 132 and then you thought, well, maybe... Um, you know, he's got all this intercept, intercept uh, stuff back and he's gone 105 on the weekend again. He's and signed the new contract. And signed the new contract. So at 441, has he become someone for even more consideration? Because you gave him a mention last week, so I can only imagine he's gone uh, up from here. Yeah, well, look, I like Jeremy McGovern. I think there's ones that are ahead of him, but if he's if you can only afford like that with it in price range, I don't mind the risk of a McGovern. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, I don't like why, I mean... That's why, I, that's why I mentioned. I'll tell you the one. Now, we know about Hibbert's poor scoring and, and all this sort of stuff, but I have a feeling this guy's just gotten injured recently. But if you really... No, no, sorry, he hasn't been injured recently. But if you can't afford anyone else, I mean, Heath Shaw, could could you almost go Heath Shaw? Uh, Heath Shaw scares me. 
scares me. He, he scares the day everyone around that, everyone around that price scares. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Everyone around that, and if he can't afford anything else, um, I just wonder whether he could be the one that that you go to. You've yeah, only got to have about sixty it. in the bank, and there's there's nothing else around that price that's anything worth looking at. I don't think. If you had to, yes. Otherwise, if you had choices, no. Mm. Yeah, yeah, agree. All right, let's go on to the midfield. If if you are looking at a, a last midfield spot, um, is it still the non-negotiables? They still like Tom Mitchell, Cripps, Oliver, Kelly, Dangerfield. Yeah, Kelly at four. You're taking any of them out? No, no, I don't think I'm taking any. I think I think I'm including Gaff before I'm including Kelly though. I think there's top three: the Dangerfield, Oliver, Cripps. Yeah, but I think Dangerfield, um, Oliver, Cripps are sky high ahead. But then I think that four spot's probably up for debate with two or three players. Yeah. So right now, if you are upgrading, would you? Where do we have McRae still? Coming back from injury, about to pull him out. Is he one that we seriously? If you don't, if you haven't finished your midfield, you should be looking at. Yep. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Yep. 540, 126 break even. Is he just the one? I mean, he hasn't put set the world on fire since coming back. Oh, he had 131 last week. Sorry, his graph's just that high that those scores don't look that, that great. <laughs> 74 on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I still think McRae's a great one. Um, Canelio, Dustin Martin, McRae. Uh, I think that's about it. Let's rate them one, two, three. McRae, Canelio, Dusty. Yeah, same for me. Same. I'll flip. I'll flip Camilio, Dusty. I I don't know. I've just got this vibe that Dusty is going to propel. If someone yeah. doesn't have Dusty right now, could they look at him as an option at four seventy five? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bumps. You're not the only oh, one that hates I, Dusty, so I need something. No, I from wouldn't you. do it. No, I wouldn't do it. Is it just because of sample size that we've had before that? I think it's because, and we talk about being reactionary, I think this is the ultimate being reactionary after a 139. Uh, Can I just touch on history just before you go on? Last time he scored 139, he scored 160 the week after. Bonfa loves his history. He already knew that. Bonfa already knew that. That's history. And and Corey, let's say this. If you think I didn't know that and had that prepared in my captain's article this week, then you might have been smoking something (laughs) over there, Bill. Um, (laughs) No, no, but in all honesty, though, um, we don't condone drug use. Uh, and even more to the point, I don't condone um, picking Dustin Martin. Um, what do you condone less, drug use or picking Dustin Martin? <laughs> well, I would always condone drug use less than, than stuffing up your super coach team, Brett. Oh, I think okay. that's just a stupid question to ask. <laughs> just, just get the bearings. You didn't do those sort of things in the future. No, um, that's all right, mate. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, but yeah, no, look, Dustin Martin, you, you can't. I know he did, had 110 the week before. And he's gone 139, but let's see what he does against Collingwood. And my tune might change next week. And potentially walking into finals, he could be someone that I might change my tune with. But right now, as it stands, it's four tons since round five. And for me, that's not enough. Not as a midfielder. Yep. Anyone else in the midfield that anyone wants to talk about? Nope. Well, I think that. And now... Can I just put this out? Matt Crouch, now, you talk about not getting any sort of love or anything at all. Is it, did he have 40 again on the weekend? Only scored 112? Yeah. yeah. Now, I That's didn't see the game. That. I did not see the game. But 40 touches, to score 112, either you've got to be one of the worst footballers ever to get 40 touches, or you're just seriously getting no love from champion data. 
that needs to be have a, have a red hot look at that. I, you can't I reckon the football. Yeah, we not. Oh, we, he can. Know that, but but neither no, can Cripps. He can't. And there are a lot of midfielders out there who, who can't kick the football who can still get the difference the with job. Cripps. Those Cripps counteracts out with contested footy. There's uh, uh, look. I'm I love Crouch and I've got him in my team and it hurts so much, but he's getting a lot of cheap possessions. He he's getting a lot of handball at the back, handball to the side, just just a lot of cheap touches. Sorry, and I forget that Tom Mitchell doesn't get that. No, I think there's. I think yeah, there's but a Tom Mitchell's though. having fifty-five. Crouch yeah, is having no, like and, and Tom Mitchell's better at using the ball. And I, I don't think Tom Mitchell gets enough credit because Tom Mitchell is a, is a dead set gut runner, and he. I reckon Tom Mitchell earns a lot more of his possessions than people give him credit for. There's, yeah. there's always this whack on Tom Mitchell that oh, he's always just stands behind the ball, he's open, gets the handball. Tom Mitchell runs his opponent into the ground. And that's all he does is he runs and runs and, and and runs and gets into the position. He gets the ball. He handballs it off. He'll gut run 40 metres and get it back. Whereas I don't see that from players like Crouch just yet. It may come. But Crouch is getting a, a lot a lot of cheap handballs behind the play, which is just an extra handball as well. If Crouch starts kicking the ball more, he might get some, some more love or... or Getting more contested ball. Just at the moment, he's just not doing that. Another another little side stat. How many goals do you reckon Tom Mitchell's kicked this year? Uh, uh, go d- 20. 18. I'll say 14. Uh, he's kicked 10. How many, do you think Matt Crouch, yeah, how many do you think Matt Crouch has kicked? One, if that. Three. Five. Uh, my, my least favourite thing to say in the entire world. Bomper is Bomper's right. right. So one. Three goals. One goal. One. One. One, one goal. One goal, Matt Crouch, all year. You know, is there an inside yeah. 50 there? Like, inside 50 count? Uh, yeah, there is. He has plenty. So, I'll just run through his whole year. So, he had, uh, starting around one, he had three, then one, then two, then three, then seven, then one, then three, three, four. Highest. He's also had a bit of broken internet, I hear, Matt Crouch yeah. as well. <laughs> Tom, yeah. yeah, a couple high. I missed that. Uh, so, Tom, yeah, yeah, so, a little bit high. Yeah, about three inside fifties a game higher. Yeah, see, and th- and that's where I think a lot of those little bit more points come from. And I'm about four tackles, it. about four or five tackles a game higher as well. Yeah. Just and probably there. a few fair few marks as well. There's the extra, okay. there's the extra points. Yeah. All right, might have been a bit of an irrational comment. Now, you asked me if I want to speak about someone else. Is now, yeah, well, why not? Eight out of nine tons. And did you see what he did to Banfield in that last quarter? What did he have in that last quarter? Maybe 60? 63 or something kids. like that. During his 63, it was incredible. And I'll tell you what, if you've ever been confident of Zach Merritt breaking the tag, you've never been more confident in your life than right now. Eight out of nine tons he scored. He's worth 558. He's very, very pricey. Now, I know he's got Sydney this week, and they're going to want a bit of redemption, and Hewitt's going to go straight to him. We can acknowledge that. But Zaharakis is back. Let's hope. Hewitt can uh, go straight to Zaharakis. Yeah, my favourite no, boy, Howie, from the fourth <laughs> week. Now, we know what's happened to him, right? He's been he's been suspended. Now, how we he got suspended, I do not know. And so I think that eliminates this tag stuff because Saints, they're, they're not going to do it. Are they? No. Well, not... Uh, you know, Mark Jack Steele. Jack yeah, Steele's a funny... Oh, but then you look at Jack Steele and Cripps absolutely mauled him. Did he not? And then he uh, did and then take Mitchell out of the game, though. Weekend. He took Titch out of the game. When? When they played him. When they, yeah, he scored like 70. 76. 
Yeah, well, okay. How he's, al- how he's also just walked into the tribunal as we speak <laughs> and he's pleading guilty to a careless trip, but he's arguing that the contact should be medium or high and then the rest of the notification cuts off. So how he might not be getting suspended either. <laughs> He's already well, he's, missing two, you idiot. He's already missing two, but yeah, that's fine. For it. No, so, he's, that's, it's, an, it's an appeal, and I hope he gets off. <laughs> I want to, I want to throw up a name, and I wasn't gonna, but since Bond went for Merritt, I'm going to throw this guy up. He's only one, or oh, sorry, Merritt has got the fifth highest five round average, apart from Mitchell, Cripps, and Danger, who would be next. Oh, who am I? Joel's gone with yes. the who am I? It had to be a one good player, didn't it, Joel? Anyone know? You just, you huh? just I'll go Lockie, can I go Lockie Neal? It's Scott Pendlebury. Is, is it? Spot on. Yes. As if, if Joel's oh, going to bring up a player, Brenner, by now, surely you should. There's only <laughs> one person who yeah, loves calling now, on players surely you. Surely you should know I'm terrible Brett, at who am I. Now, hold on. Who did you say for the four players with a five-game average above him? Titch, Cripps, Danger, one, two, three, and then it's Pendles, and then it's Merritt. Yeah. And, and where does Max Gorn feature in there? He's got a five-round average of 132. Uh, he's, he's Max Gorn? He's looking at mid Yeah, Grundy's higher than him. He, he I can't see Grundy. Probably Lloyd might be higher than nah, him. No, he's not. He's not. He was looking at mid Give the guy Premier a Premier Midfielder's bonfire. It would be nice to hear that. Yeah, if we can cut him off, maybe he could get that out, bonfire. I didn't hear it. Sorry, mate. So you think? are you trying to say that he could be a sneaky for the run home, Jolly? Just keep in mind that one of his scores was 163 followed by 74. Yeah, I'm alright with that. Yeah. So 122, 74, 163, 108, 136. Not bad. 8.7% ownership. And he's only $300 more than, than Merritt, so they're essentially the same. I think I'd prefer Merritt over Pendlebury, though. I'd take Merritt, too, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but you know Collingwood by you know me. If you didn't play for the Pies, Smitty, you would be all about someone else. <laughs> he probably got a few extra points on landing it on a pigeon and getting it to bounce back to him. Yeah, so. that was that was pretty talented. Actually, I'm picking Pendlebury just because he uh, the pigeon didn't die too, so it's uh, good. Yeah, looks looks after him. Yeah. Pigeon was healthy. Um, what's the injury called? The one that's uh, flavor of the month at the moment. Um, Osteoarthritis pubis. Oh, Osteoarthritis pubis. You can name You name Frank. Yeah, Liz Frank. <laughs> the pigeon done a Liz Frank injury <laughs> 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 after the ball hit him. Um, look, I think that's that's basic knowledge. If you didn't upgrade Nick Nat again, Grundy, most go straight to him. If, I don't know if you wanted to wait a week. Yeah. Is any rebuttals on that? Well, I reckon Brett might have something to say about old Dawson Simpson. He <laughs> played all right. Yes, that's all he's going to give me. He played all right. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Was... Um, I just want to talk about the value of uh, trades right now too. I think um, the one worry that I'm getting is a lot of questions coming through about where people are sitting on the ladder and should they do this trade this week, blah, blah, blah. Last upgrade. I think if you are comfortably in the top four this week, do not... Pull the trigger on a Hearn or any yeah anyone. There is no need to trade this week. If you are comfortable in the top four, and a loss isn't going to change that, take the loss. I mean, a Hearn like I could go. I've got a Hearn still sitting on forward line this week. I could go a Hearn up. Uh, throw out a name, Battle or uh, Bailey or someone down, um, and. Uh, and and grab my last upgrade, but I choose. I think those two trades are that valuable to hold. If we come out this week and you know Grundy and Gorn went down, for instance, Touchwood, both went down. 
those two trades, I would much rather fix those two positions up going into next week rather than having to upgrade that last little spot and, and burning my trades. At this time of year, everyone you talk to definitely has less than six trades if they're in serious contention. And most of the top teams are probably sitting anywhere between zero to three. Um, Brad, I know you've got trades because you've tried very, very well this year. Um, but, but that's the issue. I, I, I think trades are almost too valuable right now that unless you have probably four, five, six plus, that's the only way that I would look at doing the double upgrade this week being in a top fourth position. Same as you play for finals. If you can't drop out of the eight, don't worry about doing the upgrade this week to get the win. It's. I think those two trades this week will be so much better spent moving forward. We're watching players go down left, right, and center. I know not much super coach relevance, but McKernan, Dalhouse, um, you know, that they were just a couple that we had on the Liam weekend. Jones. Hibbard, Jones, <laughs> you know, names like that, and, and that could that could seriously become a Oliver Merritt. Gone. We had that a few weeks ago. Yeah, Remember Chris Fife. Yeah, those things can pop hand. up. So just be patient with your trades. Be smart with your trades. Don't unnecessarily trade. I get it. If you're paying a cash league and you're just outside the eight, you need the win. Go for broke. Um, you got nothing to play for. Go for broke. You, you're up there in overall. Go for broke. But a lot of the time we will talk league. Just realize where you are. Go look at your ladder before you even condone. It's not. Bad losing, losing a week, especially if you're in one of those positions. Anything else, Dad? No. Are we ready for podcast questions? I think so. Beautiful. Uh, Liam Clark, O two seven. Boys, have you got the podcast page open? Well, by the way, now let me tell you, as as our listeners should have, and as I already have, www.supercoachleagues.com set as your home page during the football season. It's it's just common knowledge. So of course it's open. Corey. That's actually... My homepage is Google. That's actually not the dumbest move ever. <laughs> well, Brett, and I'll say this again, Brett, but for once, can you tow the company line? Make it your home screen. <laughs> Tune into the captain's article. Read around the grounds. Do this yeah. sort of stuff, Brett. You're I'll, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Let me Get know. on the forums. <laughs> Get on the I'm for- on the forums. I'm on the forums. I'm active. No <laughs> Make yourself an account. Well, I mean, the, the forums themselves are so powerful because it's not just us that reply to all forums. I mean, we've seen plenty of community members chat chat amongst each other and and help each other out with trades, which has been great. And this is what it's about. Here at the Elites, we're a community, and we want everyone to, to, to coincide and help each other out. I love that word, community, Corey. It's got a special touch to it and just warms my heartstrings every time you say we're part of a community here. Yeah. I'm the grumpy old guy who lives down the end of the street and doesn't interact with any of the community. <laughs> well, Brent, it's funny you say that because you're certainly also the guy that we all hope just probably his team passes on quite quickly. <laughs> uh, you certainly do the character of the old guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, get the forums open, boys. Go to my questions because there's going to be photos that I need you all to look at. Liam Clark, Sam Murray comes in and kills Japs Crips' scoring potential. Should we look to train him out first week of finals along with Michael Walters, who's playing no midfield? Field time and his only scoring goals. Can't trust Walters to kick four every single week. Perfect option with Crips. We get that sample size this week. Crisp, I should say. Um, let's watch it. Let's see what happens. Walters is another one. If you've got the luxury of trades and you need that win in the finals, I mean, if you finish top four, you don't have to trade first week of the finals. Um, you always get that free hit. Uh, but I think we just need to, to wait and see. Th- this could turn. Well, I think Walters could go play midfield next week. 
So I think that's just the unpredictability of it. Uh, anything else for anyone else? Is Fife any looking at coming back or no? Well, he's had three off now, hasn't he? How long was he out for? Well, it was it was around three, so he might have one more. But then I'd suspect he'd be back. That's funny. Mm. Walters was playing more midfield time when Fife was in the side. Hmm. Yeah, they've got, they've got five listed as of today, still two to three weeks away, so I don't know yeah, what's going on there. I, I thought it was going to be longer than what was first listed as well, too. I remember they said three to four, but I remember reading somewhere where it happened that it was going to be more like uh, four to five plus. So, um, look, I, look, I don't think so. I, I would probably rather, instead of a sideways trade, if you could get that extra seventh spot in there, like in a forward line or a back line, where you could loophole that week as well. But that's more of a luxury thing as well. This one makes me smile. Shane Corbell. Every week, I just want Shane, I just want you to keep sending in your updates, mate, because you're doing a fantastic yeah. job. Hi, boys. Update on the Bald Muppets. What a team name as well, from someone who's uh, currently experiencing the signs of baldness myself. It's pretty good. Uh, was ranked 45th two weeks ago and now ranked 16th after scores of 2594 and 2590. Come on, Shane, I'm rooting for you. Still three trades, full team with Sisley on the bench. Does he say trades or trade Sisley? Can't loophole until Spargo slash Ahern is dropped. Still have Steph Martin instead of Grundy um, as a pod. 58 points behind 10th, which is the 1K prize. 418 behind 1st. Thoughts would be appreciated. Bonks, we'll start with you. Well, do I think you need to trade Sicily if Sicily's on the bench and your team's still full? The answer is no, because you can't loophole it. So I don't see the, the point of that. I don't think that's going to benefit you. Um, and then what you'll have is you'll just be guessing between your F6 and your F7. And what will happen is, no doubt, you pick who you think will be F6 and you'll score F7 for that way. That, that's always bound to happen, right? So, no, I don't think you need to trade Sicily until you've got that loophole there. Um, now, Steph Martin, now, Steph Martin is someone I own and someone who I've been incredibly happy with. Now, you talk about Yannick's and all this sort of stuff. He um, actually, over the last, well, I don't even know how many weeks, but I would even say two months has probably only scored one score below 100. Let's have a look. It's been four, five, six, seven, eight. Not In nine games, he scored one score below 100, um, and he's had three of those scores, 134-plus. He's a, he's a good selection, I think, for sure. But I think what you're going to run into with Steph Martin, and you, you need to take this into consideration, is the fact he's coming up against um, Reece Stanley this week, who actually did really well against Gorn. And if you look at Stanley in the previous month as well, they're not giving up a lot of points against Ruckman or Geelong. Todd Goldstein is in you know almost where he was a few years back, where he's just pumping tons every single week. And then he's got Grundy the week after. I think Martin, over the next three could almost be a liability to your team, to be honest. But at the end of the day, he's still scoring tons. And it's hard, It's really hard to trade out someone who's scoring tons. Um, but if you're looking to get to first, what I can say is that by risking Martin over Grundy, you may have the potential to get more towards number one. But you also have got the potential to probably even slide out of the top 100 if it goes drastically wrong here for Martin. The reality is, is that probably, I would say, 90% of the teams in the top 100 probably own Grundy over Martin. So you can certainly be safe and go and get Grundy um, and then just let your other pods kind of do that work and see if they can make up that gap. But 400 points behind to make up in five weeks, you probably do need that extra pod. So I think you need to weigh that up. Smitty? And I think trades oh. trades are probably going to help making up that ground too, more than individual scores. Mm. I've been to the, the top nine or so, or whatever it is, top ten, 
run out of trades and if you've got a couple spare you might be the one out of the 10 like odds are with all the teams that have gone hard early have burnt through their trades yeah, yeah I, but I think holding may be the answer on Stefan you just got to pray that it, that it gets you there so, so uh, yeah and you got to pray it's going to get you there but what's more likely to get him to 10th he's 58 points behind 10th spot I think Grundy is more likely to get him to 10th but Martin is more likely to get into number one. But do you really think Grundy's more likely to get into 10th? Because there's probably a good chance that the, the, the nine in front of him are running Grundy over Steph. Yeah, so he's saying it's safe, but Martin's like yeah. the next factor. That if Martin goes and scores 60 more than Grundy, there's your jump. And then, it's, then another massive week. But where that's going to be the Grundy's... jump to get you into 10th as well. So say, yeah, say but... you know, you, it's either the four, it's either Martin's going to get you into the 10 or you're going to go Grundy and you're still going to stay in your position. I can't see you jumping by picking Grundy because I think everyone in front of you is going to have Grundy. Yeah, that's what he, that's what he's saying. So Grundy doesn't necessarily point, yeah. launch Padu to all the way. One. Martin Martin could launch Padu to number one, whereas having Grundy offsets the chance that you slide away. Yeah, but yeah, and you got a better you really, chance than a finishing. Do you really thing. care about sliding away now? Like, if it was me, it's it's top ten or bust. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, look, I understand what you're saying, but we're also not in this bloke's position. He might be pretty satisfactory with just yeah. winning a thousand bucks and getting in the top. But that's 10. what I'm saying. I still think you need Martin to get into the top ten. No, I think Grundy's more likely to get you to the ten. Martin's more likely to get you to one. Yeah. With that fixture I read out, I can certainly see Martin. Yeah, but I think the six slide. people in front of him are going to have Grundy as well. So Grundy's not going to get so, you up. I think Grundy's going to stop point. you from yeah. falling down. But that's, that's exactly my point. So you won't lose points, Martin B. Grundy, every week. You'll have your other pods in your team trying to catch up that 58 points. Because 58 points over five weeks, peanuts. Yeah. That's only if you bring Grundy in, you're basically betting on the rest of your team. If you leave Steph, you're betting on Steph. Yeah. And the rest of your team, too. I don't know. I think I, if it was me, I'd, just, I'd keep the trades and hold Martin. Same. I, I would want to finish number one, so I'd be holding Martin. But... Yeah, I'll, I'll caution that with, I think Grundy's more likely to get you in the top 10. I think Grundy's but, more likely to score you more points too. Yeah, yep. and ultimately that's what you need to get to yeah, number yeah. one, but yep. more points. Smitty, so, you want yeah. to be a voice of reason here? <laughs> uh, nope, uh, nothing to add on the <laughs> All bases Look, have been Look, Shane, covered. let's be honest, mate, you've gotten yourself this high. <laughs> just, just go with what your gut's telling you. Yeah. But keep telling us because we love it. It's a great to have a member of the community that's doing so well. Um, I will add on that. It is nice to have a member of the community on 16th, but he's not even in our group. I just went to check how our how our super coach group is going, and he's not even in there. So come on, Jay. Right. That's what he wants. Thanks for himself. I write that. Okay. <laughs> he he may have group. heard. He, yeah, you know that big league thing we did. Yeah, yeah well, but look, he might have got onto the page late. Smitty, come on. That's right. He, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. He could have Next heard about no. Brett talking about Jackson McRae in the first six weeks and how he never selected him and, and all this, you know. <laughs> he could have heard like some it. of the fantastic stuff just a little bit later. All right, yeah. Bob, oh, one, two, three, two, one. Looking to upgrade Savage. Can uh, This is a photo, guys, so make sure we're all looking. Can straight swap to Ablett slash McLean? Doing horrible currently, though. This is McLean. Trade out Savage and a rookie for any midfielder. Callie McRae, Neil, but have zero trades left for an injury. Or any better alternative for Savage out. Must win this week to make top eight. I think Savage has to go to a, a midfielder here, doesn't he? 
How, how is he getting That's Savage to a midfielder? Because I can't see the DPP. That's uh, going into the Tom McDonald down back, Walters into the ah, forward line. Right, yeah, so yeah, no, you got to grab oh, a yeah. midfielder here. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And so who's he missing in the for, in the in the midfield? He's got he's missing Josh Kelly, I think. But it's got to be. Yeah, but he's got four thirty-one plus seventy-eight. But he so has to win this week. He has to win this week to make finals. Um, so Savage double trade. I would go grab. I'd get McRae, oh, 100%. He's got 78. I need to have a look at Fixture here. Because I think... Oh, but then you've got Cali, Canelio, and Whitfield. I'd, gra- I'd grab McRae. Yeah. yeah. With one trade, he can go and get Ed Kerno, Dusty Martin. I'm just looking at break-evens and stuff here, not his actual team. Bont and Pally's pack. They're, none of these guys are really upgrades, are they? How much is Savage? Yeah. I can't make it out. 431. Four, four, uh, yeah. I think you get McRae. I, I think, think McRae I think you double and, and make the eight. Obviously, plays for league. It's make or break here. You could even you could just Dusty. go grab Dusty. I don't mind Dusty. Yeah. Oh, gee, and that's still trades. Your one yeah. trade for finals. Dusty against Collingwood. Collingwood don't tag. That if, could be look, big. If you want to, if you want to be more safe than sorry, grab Dusty. If you want to go for broke. Grab McRae. I think McRae's going to outscore Dusty. I just want to put that on there too. Well, I think so. And look, McRae, I mean, they played Port Adelaide, but McRae, the last time the Dogs played Port Adelaide, was injured a quarter and a half into that game and was on 51. Yeah, yeah I remember that. The big, the big I, problem yeah. is too is long-term he hasn't got the greatest coverage, but there's still someone there. I, I reckon McRae. I reckon, you know what, gives the double go McRae. That's mine. That's mine. Yeah, I'm going McRae. Smitty? Yeah, I'll be getting McRae too, 100%. You've got to make the eight. Anything can happen on any game week. You could play Brandon's here to cover an injury and still somehow get your win because some peanut from the other team has just done absolutely nothing. You can still get wins. Uh, it just comes down to luck of the, luck of the week, ultimately. So um, just get yourself McRae. Make your team as best as possible to try and make the eight this week. And whatever happens in finals happens. Oh, man, I love He's got relatively good cover, too, though. Ahern, Sire, Yeah, Mike. I don't think it's the greatest cover. It's it, not, it, not amazing. It's not going to win you a final. Jim, the next one. Check this out. Call me tight, but somehow I still have eight trades left. Currently ranked 1,204. No, no chance of overall, but hopping for a top 500 finish and some league go- glory. Man, this... That's crazy. I don't understand how you have yeah, love trades that. and finish that high. Um, was happy with my checks early score, so I kept Sicily last week and decided to pass slash dodge Ahern. Great move. And Chris moving forward. Clearly, I need to flick Sicily. Four, Hearn, Witherden, T-Mac, Crisp, other. Would like your thoughts on whether opening up some DPP in the forward line for cover is a good idea, or with that many trades, just trade out a primo any week that is missing for a week. Cheers, fellas. Yeah. Oh, now, with this team, you can quite comfortably just go sis up, can't you? Yeah. Uh, or, or, sis, or not sis up, but sis to anyone really that you wanted. And then what I would do is I would be doing a downgrade, uh, probably in another position. Pocket yourself some cash because you've got eight trades and you're running out of weeks to use them now. So there's only 10 possible trades you can make from this point onwards. So ultimately, you'd be trading every week. So make right. yourself some cash because you don't. You might need it next week. Yeah, and the reason I would be doing this as well, I definitely would be double trading this week. It'd be sister whoever that we spoke about earlier on. It would be someone else down to make cash and because I would be looking at the week after potentially. I even like gyro to a... Um, like gyro 102. to a 102, non-playing... 
because the week after, you can go Ahern up to another Primo, and that's where you can get your coverage. You can get a McRae and then a Parker loophole week in, week out. What I would prefer, I would do Tim Smith down to, to Wilson, 105k, so that yep. way you can Seen swing a herd yeah. because well, because like he doesn't have, like... Because, let's face it, Keith's going to get dropped this week. I think that's more than likely. Yeah. Um, he's, so that way, then, he's at least got cover in the forward line should something else uh, pop yeah. up last minute and that sort of thing there. So trade. I think I think Smith down to Wilson and, and having a look at my check score, because let's not forget, my, I mean, Collingwood played the early game on Saturday, so you'll be able to see my check score. I think you ultimately... If my check scores sub eighty, you're trading Sicily. Yeah, I'm thinking long term here too, though, because my idea for this team long term would be to upgrade to a M, an M nine, or an M. Sorry, what is it? Yeah, M nine. Yeah, as M9. a full primo, and then go on Parker and McRae. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, move on. Well, we uh, could just go. Yeah. Abel Grant, evening elites. Please, a hang on, questions. hang on one sec. Just before you carry on, I actually need to sign out for you. So thanks for having me. Nah, no I'll, uh, I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Thanks for community for having me. Well, well, that's that's right, Smithy. But you know we don't like people going home sick early here. I mean, <laughs> you subscribe to the pod- podcast. We want we want the full Monty. Well, I'll bring, this, a um, doctor, bring a doctor. Yeah, I was going to say with or without certificate, Jolly. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get one. I'll call now and I'll head down. So. Cheers, Jolly. Ciao, Jolly. All right, All right. Uh, Abel Grant. Uh, evening elites. A couple of questions. Who do bring in at D Smith? Thinking Webster next week. If he can get through a game, alternative could go anyone this week. Is it worth two? Is it worth Justy while being cheap to do this? I'd swing West off into forward line, trade any of the bastard forwards into Dusty, or three <laughs> trades, hundred and twenty. He's got three trades, hundred twenty two k. Top four in all my leagues, playing for league. Just a shout out to uh, Stable Able here to knock me off yeah. in uh, the elites um, limo league last week. Sorry, the exotic limo league. Um, with a monster score of like just under two six, so he's doing very very well. Mm-hmm. He had to go. Yeah, guys, that's good. I rate that. Yeah. I think how how necessary is it that he actually gets West off back to the forward line and just buys the last midfielder here? Um, I think that makes sense. But then looking at his team, I mean, I he's got prefer Dodie. to upgrade yeah. Dodie. Dodie has to go this week. Yeah. I mean, he has to go. So who does Dodie go to? Well, we, 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 I think the common uh, or the census here is that it's either Hearn, Brayshaw, and to a, maybe a lesser extent now because of the, the crisp Murray type thing that's going on, and even less than that, probably Hurley. But I think you go grab Hearn or uh, um, Brayshaw. I think Dodie goes first, and then in the last couple of weeks, I'd look at using those last two trades to upgrade to your last midfield spot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got Owen as the next question. I love it that he's username. So it's Owen spelled E I O N. Yeah, yeah, and in and in brackets he's actually put Owen. Um, <laughs> evening elites. No um, I'm pretty set on a Hearn and Smith to Timac and Oriaden. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> it's pronounced Oriaden. <laughs> in case there is a, a debate. Yeah. See, my Irish is pretty good, eh? Yeah, uh, you could be, you could be Irish. Give me some. We'll give me some loophole uh, off swings. He's got them listed all there. Uh, note to the community: if you're setting up swings, Melbourne play first three Supercoach final weeks on Sunday. Tim Smith, etc., might be useful to keep round 23 fixtures expected first week of August. 
I've included my team if anyone has better recommendations. Thanks. Final thing, Bonfart smashing the choo-choo-choo-choo captain picks. Kudos. Now, this must be someone who likes to tow the Supercoach Elite's company line. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, answering, I'm not answering this guy's question. Uh, he's not, not wrong, Britta. I have not produced a VCC option where you would have had anything less than 145 in the last month. Well, since, since its debut, so I'm on an absolute fire. Now, he's pretty set on a Hearn and Joel Smith to tee back on a And I, I like that. I have to say I like that. It gives him the loophole... Um, stuff kind of all over the ground. He still has three trades left, uh, you know, once that's all kind of finished as well. So I absolutely love the idea of all that. I think that's just what he should do. I think you've, I think you've nailed it here, Owen. Yeah. And Brett's not yeah. answering. He knows what he's doing. Uh, Benny Osmond, hey, boys, do you spot any obvious trades? Round 18 score, 2601, um, ranked 512, four trades remaining. Wow. Check it out. Have a look, boys. Well, it's very his, his team is his team is quite nicely set up. Yeah, uh, isn't it? I I quite like the the look of all of it. <laughs> to be honest, the only one I don't like sure. is probably Gunston. Yeah, Gunston. I probably prefer Gunston over Franklin though. So I'd be more inclined to move Franklin on than I would Gunston. Um, and but who does he go to? He's got four trades. He's sitting five hundred rank. I wouldn't be messing with I that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be moving any of them on if I was doing anything right here. And just as a luxury, I'd be going Austin down and Ahern up when it's ready. I wouldn't be doing it this week. I'd be doing it coming into finals. And but you're doing the extra loop. You'd want to do Austin down to a read in this week, though, wouldn't you? You wouldn't no, wait. No, because for Austin. what I would be doing is I'd be doing Austin down to a defensive forward, and I'd be doing a Hearn up to T Mac, and then you've got you've got T Mac. As... Sorry, sorry, Austin down to a defensive forward. Yep. Yeah. Swing. A non-playing yeah. defensive forward, and then a Hearn in the forward line up to Tom McDonald. So then you've got Tom McDonald covering both forward and defence. Yeah, I love it. For uh, the rest of the yeah. year. I yeah. think that makes yeah. the most sense, and then you can just save the last two trades in case anything goes wrong. Yep, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah I, I like, like that. that. Um, uh, just a five, are you? Hey, elites, after some advice, have three trades left, can possibly go nank to Grundy, depending on how this week break-even play out. Or Rockliffe to Kelly or McRae. I think differential in points from Rockliffe compared to Nake up to Grundy is greater. So do I. Would love your thoughts. If there's any other scenario with my team pictured below, would you recommend? Um, I think Rocky. Rocky. Getting rid of Rocky Rockliffe. Up. Yeah. Um, Rockliffe to McRae specifically. Yeah, I prefer that too. Oh, I don't is actually. It? I don't mind Rockliffe to Kelly. So either or. But I think McRae's a little bit cheaper, isn't he? Five forty. Yeah, five forty-five. Yeah. You can afford anyone up to 545. So, oh, so McCray's borderline. Yeah. Uh, if I slip yeah. Bombs Express a pineapple and give him a list of my opponent's uniques this week, can he tweet at a half... Can he tweet at a half time <laughs> how great they are and going and break, <laughs> break them all for me? Hashtag kiss of death. Yes. This was now, I don't, I don't see why I, sh why I couldn't do that. Uh, providing they're not, you know, players that I have a... You know, vested interest in uh, for sure. Shoot us the tweet, and I'll make sure I get that out for you. Um, yeah, but I have Morning. to wonder, though the fact that you've asked for it, it may result in them going even bigger in the second half. So tread carefully. You want to give out your home address, Bonfa, so we can send you that uh, that pineapple, that fifty. Well, you know what? I, yeah, you know what? I will. I will give out my home address. I, I can't. <laughs> That's good. 
I currently do not have one. I can give you Supercoach Elite's headquarters because uh, I've just been stacking <laughs> up there lately because that's a match chef that I put in podcasts <laughs> and research and all this sort of stuff. So we do have a building in the city. So if he wants to send it in there, we all surely can set that up. Beautiful. Uh, Troy Danaher. Hi, guys. Last three weeks. Uh, last weeks, then we finish off another season. Better start planning my team's footy trip, I reckon. Still running Jay Smith, Al Murphy and Ridley in my back line. Three trades left and barely hanging in eighth spot in league. Should I burn two trades to upgrade one final premium, T-Mac, Hearn or other, or hold the last two trades um, for if I make finals? I think this is a scenario where you have to trade to make finals. Burn two. Yep. Yeah, burn yep. two. Yeah, because if you don't make finals, you're done. Yeah. 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 And ultimately, if you could do it by keeping Smith in your back line because Murphy and Ridley are non-playing, that's even more preferred. Uh, Not so much for a loophole, but just in case the last-minute thing goes disastrous. And last question. I'm pretty sure Russ has been on the piss all day too, just quietly. Uh, good luck tonight. With uh, You're doing a great job. I'm sure you guys <laughs> have had some massive scores in your admin team. For anyone that doesn't know, Russ is an admin uh, <laughs> and absolutely flying. So good on you, Russ. Uh, Shout-out to uh, Russ's uh, old lady, Jenny, too, who uh, I had the luxury of beating in Supercoach last week. So... Uh, <laughs> That was good, too. So. There's, there's nothing like beating on your mate's mum, is there, Corey? No? <laughs> yes. I, I think my old lady here met his missus, Bombs. Uh, I think it's an old... Oh, sorry, that's his... Oh, sorry, man. I thought when you when you said his old lady... Yeah, I, yeah, I think old lady's a little bit more of an older term for missus. Like a, I think uh-huh. we use... I think Gen Y use it as a... As uh, your mum, and I'm pretty sure that uh, whatever Jen Russ is, use it for your missus. Yeah, uh, Jen, Jen Peninsula. Yeah, Jen Pe- so uh, good on your Russ, Co. You're absolutely flying, mate. Uh, you're still a tool. Speak, we love speaking you. of some big scores, I mean, what did we score this week? Because as in typical Corey <laughs> fashion, did leave that out of the top of the pod. I was going to read it out at the end. Oh, oh it's, an, it's an end of the podcast. No, nah, it right, definitely finish. should have been at the top of the podcast. i got no idea what I scored. Uh, 2515 <laughs> for me. Well, I went through five double six. So I, I had a good one again. So. Brett, Brett? Yeah, uh, 2046. Yeah, there we go. I was waiting for it. Why'd you actually <laughs> Yeah, he's back in. 2428. 2428. No, struggled. Yeah, I swear. No tish captain. Butchered it. Yeah. 2428. Yeah, he went. Yep, shout out. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my good friend, Shane Warren, who knocked me off and saved himself from being relegated this week. I'm very, very proud of the boy, Shane. He put out a wonderful score to beat me. Done. Uh, I'm not doing Dennis, any trades. You didn't have to put out much. <laughs> I'm not doing any trades this week. Anyone else? Well, I'm going to wait and see what my check puts out to determine whether or not I need to make trades or not. So mine will be a uh, game by game. Yeah, hold. Get to hold with 101. You were flying last week. Fantastic. Yeah, I didn't need to trade, sis. So it was great. Uh, Brother? I'm not, I'm not. No, I'm not trading. I'm holding my trades like I always do. Uh, and vice captain and captain option, boys, bombs, go ahead and have another plug. Now, we know, right, that the bomb six, he's in some fine form. Now, you can review all the uh, previous Choo Choo Choose Your Captain articles because they stay on the website as is, and I'm happy to cop all the shit for it, right? And I want to give a special shout-out to Bryce Mitchell, who's one of these fellows on Twitter who does do a lot of super coach work, does put out a lot of great statistics and that sort of stuff. But, mate, if you're going to tweet at me when I tell you not to pick Franklin and say that now you're an absolute lock to BC Franklin this week, make sure you do it. But in fairness to him, he became a little bit soft, came to his senses and actually listened to the Bombs Express, did the recommended BC and C option and ended up with 190-odd from uh, from Tom Mitchell. So thanks for listening uh, there, Bryce. Um, 
long story short, I'm yet to fail the community. And I have to say, I'm not surprised, Val. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not surprised. Are you? Huh? Not at all. He's done a great job. It's actually been good. It means that I don't have to see what the most reasonable option is each week. I've actually just been logging on, looking at your advice bombs, and just been yeah. rolling with it since you've been getting it right. So, well, you're, mate, I'm well, telling well, you what you're doing for the community, and I'm not going to give this feedback too often because you don't normally do it. You're making it easy. <laughs> You're making it easy for the community. I mean, like I said, I can just go on. I can just read for the most reasonable captain's options are for the week. I'm, I'm not even, no word of a lie. I've backed you every week since you've started it. And you have What's not failed me. Because you told the company line, unlike the other flog in this oh, I couldn't loop old Titch last week. So you, you certainly didn't have to the whole community. I couldn't. I had no one. I don't have Olango or anyone like that. Olango, you're telling me you don't have another non-playing. That Crosley from Gold Coast. There was no one after like after that. All my ones are early. Redman well, was early. I'm, like, I'm going to take this into consideration now. I'm going to have a look at who the other potential ruck bench options are because there might be teams out there who may not have been able to go Gorn into Mitchell last week so I can put out another recommendation or something for those that don't have Alango. No, but obviously the more intelligent teams just do run Tony Alango. My favourite um, part of your article actually is always at the end when you read... It's just Tony Alango. When you it? read that how, how to loophole, who to loophole to little disclaimer <laughs> that you put down. I actually love that. <laughs> it's a copy It's a copy and paste job. I don't care. I still read it weekly. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Tony Alango. They've got a lot of Sunday afternoons. They've they got the early Sunday game again this week. But look, we'll have a look at uh, at what we're going to do this week. And look, like the past few weeks, I'll leave it to the uh, to my article to, to do the talking because that's where I'll include all the stats and all this sort of stuff there. But I would suggest that the following players uh, will be in high contention. Tom Mitchell, right? We, we know something's going to happen there. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> shocked, right? Now, yeah, you think... I, I backed Max Gorn before this week. I'm backing him even more, I think, this week. Sam Jacobs has been leaking a lot of points to opposition Ruckman, and you'll hear a little bit more about that in the uh, in the article that I'll be writing too. And I'll tell you what, I don't mind Patrick Dangerfield coming over against Brisbane, but my concern with Dangerfield is he cannot put together four quarters. He was on 100 at the half last week and only ended the game on 125. And, Corey, you've noticed this a lot as well. He gets to about 100 at three-quarter time, and he just can't go on with it. So... Whether or not that impacts his ability to get into the top five, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, the worry there is always uh, ablet, the ablet effect that's uh, killing him. Uh, for me this week, I will definitely be going probably most likely gone into Titchell until I read uh, Bonfer's article. Well, Brother? I suggest you may even end Agreed, up with Crips so. because Crips have Gold Coast. And that's going to be a tough one. Who do we VC? Do we VC Crips or do we VC Gorn? That might be the highest talking point of the week, I reckon. I'll probably go Crips because I love it when people play Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, maybe I'll have some stats to back it up. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Bretta? Oh, I'd love to go Crips, but I don't have him, so I'm probably going Gorn into Titch. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, that, boys? Anything I've missed uh. out on? Well, Breda, you can't go Gorn into Titch because you've got Crosley. So you've got to find someone before the... <sighs> well, maybe I'll have to read your bloody article then. Beautiful. Let's wrap it up there. All right, community. Love. This was a great po- podcast, the Quad Pod, even though Jolly left us early. Uh, it was uh, always good. Um, thanks for listening. As always, give us a review on iTunes. Leave us some feedback anywhere you want. Jump on the forums. Um, get a... Yeah. 
get active on the forums. They're great. www.supercoachelite.com. Uh, Bomb's uh, article will be out later in the week. My article will be out later tonight for Around the Grounds. Um, and on behalf of, well, the Quad Pod team this week, peace out, community, and thanks for listening.